0: It's time for the most dangerous men in America. It's time for Boondock Underground. I'm the
1: fucking Well, man cuz i'm not i've got i've got like serious homies on the show today and i'm not drunk enough yet <laughs> for me to and unfortunately everybody else on the show is drinking soft drinks man <laughs> sober I'm going to be in a little bit of trouble, man. What's up? It's Boondock Underground here. Boondock here with you. Uh, I've got a buddy who's going to be sitting in today. His name is Justin. What's up, Justin? How you doing, buddy? How's it going? Oh, Happy to be here. You know, it's it's going well, Justin. We saw Justin in the parking lot uh, selling uh, oranges out there to people. It uh, is hard times. So I was like, yeah, bring him on in here. Bring a little boy in here. So, no, not really. Uh, Justin's working on some some uh, some of his own uh, content creation, So he's going to come and sit in with us a little bit and kind of see what we do with our little content creation. And my content creation could really get you in trouble sometimes. So just so that you know, all right? Uh, with us also are my buddies. Uh, these are guys I've known for a while and um, almost like family. Reagan McKinney is in the house. What's up, Reagan? What's
2: up, Keith?
1: Uh, Reagan is a buddy of mine, and um, Reagan is, is uh, multi-talented. Uh, he he uh, does a little bit of everything. He's the only white dude I know who can play basketball. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, outside of a few NBA guys. You know what I mean? like Not so a,
2: much anymore. I'm a little
1: old. But. You are getting a little bit old, man. I wouldn't have known except that you've got a beard now, and there's gray all in it.
2: Yeah.
1: You look older than me, and my beard's all white.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I got to get some just for men. And
1: no, I don't right even on. worry about it, bro. I'll have no. the doc give you some uh, Botox, fix you right up, bro. It's Take the eyes. The feet, that's man. what that's what they yeah. did with me, man. I'm, we're doing this thing now where we're really selling the guys on Botox and fillers. And I, I talked to the doc, uh, who's our main sponsor at Fine Light Aesthetics, and he was like, He's like, yeah, man. We're trying to get the guys into. It. We can do the. We could do the uh, Botox. He did my my lines and stuff, and and uh, he could do the fillers. He could do the Juvederm and stuff like that. Get rid of your laugh lines. Get rid of uh, whatever else they do with Juvederm. I, what is it else? I don't know. They, I heard you can like put it in your junk. That's what, <laughs> I, uh, that's what I heard. Right? Like, there's like a new thing now where you can like make it uh, fatter. <laughs> I don't that, know. That I just
2: seems risky. <laughs>
1: Bro, listen to me. Everything's a risk. It's mitigated risk. If you knew that you could inject Juvederm into your junk and have a fatter hog, wouldn't you? No. No? No. I feel like you would. I'm I'm not
2: getting nothing injected. (laughs) Now, I might take a pill.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I got pills in my pocket. I got Got a heavy-duty night later on, man. No needles,
2: though, bro.
1: Uh, When you get a little bit older, you want to have extra firepower. It's not that I need it. But you don't ever want to, like, be be in the middle of something, and then you're like, it's one of those nights where it's just like, not nah, tonight, not tonight, brother. I got other stuff to think about tonight. So I just, you know, bring the pills. I won't sell anybody else out. I, I don't want to <laughs> even. Have you even tried it?
2: Tried what? The pills?
1: What are you talking about? What do you mean <laughs> tried what?
2: I don't know. You're talking about needles. Hey, pull pills. that,
1: pull, that, pull hey, put, put put your mouth on that.
2: I don't put my mouth on nothing. Like yes, yes, you do. No. Uh, have you
1: ever tried uh have you ever tried uh any of the pills that that No. N- stop. Nah,
2: I still function properly. Yeah. Wait.
1: Well, <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> Just because you take a pill doesn't mean you you don't you're, you're not working anymore. You're not working properly anymore. I work just fine. I take a pill, and there is no guesswork after that, bro. Haven't you ever been in a situation? I know Justin hasn't because he's like nine. So, how old are you, man? I'm 22. Oh, okay. All right, uh, he's a kid. Uh, it's close. Uh, so uh, he doesn't. He's not part of this discussion. But for the rest of us, uh, I I uh, I I remember the very first time I ever took uh, the blue pill. Um, I, I'm not saying their name, unless they pay us by the way, but, um, <laughs> I, 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 I it was a buddy of mine was like, he gave it to me and he goes, Hey man, listen, um, it, remember exotic Halloween bow? Yeah. Okay. So I used to host exotic Halloween bow. Yeah. I and, met you
2: out there one time. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I, uh, I was getting ready to, uh, I was getting ready to, to go home that night and, uh, I had just been on the stage doing my thing and, and, and one of my buddies hands me this pill and he goes, Hey man, here, have a good time tonight. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just fine. <laughs> he's like, you yeah, know, I'm good, too. This will make you all the way super. Like, he's like, just take this, man. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do it. I don't want to take anything that's going to force my heart to do something it wasn't originally planning to do. Um, and I've never taken any drugs or anything. So he's like, no, man, just don't worry about it. Stop being a pussy. Just take it. You're going to love it. Here's how it works. You cut it in half, you take the whole thing, you're going to be in the emergency room, right? You cut it in half, take half of it, and then it does, I said, does it just like that? He goes, no, 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 you got to get worked up. He goes, that's, what, that's the mis, misconception. You still got to get worked up. I said, okay. So I, take, I said, okay, said, take half of it. He goes, let yourself get worked up, let nature take its course, and there will be no guessing work. Like, you will be ready and prepared. I said, Okay couple weeks later i met a, a a lady's house she's quite a bit younger than me right <laughs> she's going to to the to the college over here and uh, this is, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago. And so I, I, I said, hey, I excuse myself to the restroom. And I go into the restroom, and I cut that bad boy. In I probably cut it in thirds because I was really scared. Because I've never taken any drugs. And I was afraid that I was going to drop dead of a heart attack. And I'll be like, you know what the problem is? He's got blue around his mouth. He took a pill, right? So I was like, so I took like a third of it. And I popped it in there. And we were watching a movie. And she said, uh, and I think we were watching I am uh what was the one where um where's the one where, where uh what's his name um Sean Penn was playing the retard kid.
2: I am Sam. I am, Sam.
1: I am Sam. Sam. Yeah, so we were watching that so I, I was like I'm I'm not going to get turned on watching Homeboy <laughs> overact. <laughs>
2: no. He
1: went full retard in that movie. That,
2: that's that's a mistake killer. <laughs> it was and not a good never, one. Yeah. never go full retard. Never go full never. retard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was watching that and and then she's like, you want a, uh, a massage? I'm like, hell yeah, I'll take a massage. <laughs> so I like sit there and she starts in. Boom. Instant. I was like, oh my God, this dude was so right. <laughs> and then uh, it didn't take long. I took right, and then, and then, you know, some people have the misconception. It just stays like forever hard. Doesn't. Goes away. But when you want it to get hard, all you have to do is let someone brush up against you. <laughs> and it is back to game on, man. You're like Michael Jordan. Without the pill, you're like, I don't know. Give me a give me a a, 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 a basketball player that's good like fifty percent of the time.
2: Fifty percent. Demarcus time? Cousins.
1: Yeah. I said fifty for that, not ten percent of the time.
2: Yeah, Demarcus is dope when he was healthy, but after that, man, after that knee injury or the Achilles, now. Yeah. So then I guess we like could go with Demarcus. Fifty percent. Yeah, time? fifty.
1: Like John Stark. Remember John Stark? John,
2: John Stark was.
1: I guess he was good for like maybe seven or eight years.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of someone who's like 50%. Buddy Healed would be a good. Is that a, is that a king? Yeah. He's okay. a current king no, player. I don't pay attention to the kings. Yeah.
1: But all right. So, okay. So, so it would be like, you know, you're like healed for like when you're not doing anything. And then as soon as someone brushes up against you, you're Michael Jordan. You're like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady had a baby. Yeah, uh, so, anyway. I
2: fucking hate Tom Brady.
1: Oh come on, bro! Like I, 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 I forgave you for having that stupid ass Broncos hat on, you know. But we're what five, ten minutes <laughs> yeah, into this, and he has to go after Tom Brady. It must have been, it must have been horrific for you to watch him go to a brand new team and still win the Super Bowl. Like it had to have been the you and Peyton Manning were probably the only people pissed off at this year's Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I think I may have cried.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I we couldn't have I couldn't have Patrick Mahomes win two times in a row. I was glad that he beat the Niners cuz I hate them, but I didn't want to see I didn't want to see him win. That's the
2: problem. I'm so torn. Like I hate Tom Brady with every fiber of my being. Wow. But I Dude. hate the Kansas City Chiefs just as much. Oh, so it's wow. and then I hate the 49ers like I have too much hate in my life. I have Satan and San Francisco. <laughs>
1: Anything. Giants, Niners, It doesn't matter. I went to a party during the Super Bowl when Kansas City played uh, two years ago, right, when they played, and it was all Niner fans. And I was sitting around, and I was married at the time. That's why we're divorced now. And I'm, like, looking around at all the people, and I'm just like, this bunch of Roseville douchebag 49er fans. This is prototypical 49er fans. So when they lost, I almost cried tears of joy. I didn't say anything. I just, like tipped my cap and walked out, man. It was like the best Super Ball ever. All right. Uh, let's get back on focus, All man. Right. <laughs> uh, joining us also on the show, really the star of the show because uh, Reagan's just a throw-in. Um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's My what love. you get for Tom payback, Brady. Those payback for Tom. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always in his shadow. So that's all good. Even though I'm taller, by, it, like you're a lot. taller, but <laughs> he is.
1: It's hard when you're taller, the but man. your brother is more talented, dude. Yeah. That's that's the problem. I'm sorry. It's true. It's uh, true. It's no. true. It. Oh. Uh, Ryan McKinney, uh, movie director, producer, and uh, writer, and uh, you know. I we was talking to Justin earlier, and he was asking me how long you've been in the game, but how long have you been in the game?
0: 25 years. Mm, mm. Wow.
2: Well, I mean, do you want to wow. count the Spanish films he made in high school? Or... <laughs> did you make no, some no, Spanish yes, I did. <laughs> Well, I want to see. Yeah. Oh, bad. Was uh, it porn? It's called Fro Flakes.
1: Fro Flakes. See, Fro Flakes. So this is a bad thing, having him <laughs> on the couch. because yeah, he knows everything. Because he knows everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was the, what was the one, what was the first, um, movie that you did that you directed and you got it, uh, you got it made and it was financed and you were, um, able to show people and say, yeah, this is
0: a real good representation of, of, of my creative work. What was the really first good one? The first one was 1999. Okay. And it was called Simple and Safe. Simple and Safe. Yeah. It was an action movie. Yeah. and uh
2: he went slim shady in that one too. Oh yeah. Bleach blonde. Yeah. Awesome. I acted in it. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: Went oh, nice. total Bruce Willis, you know, from from Fifth <laughs> from Element. Fifth yeah. Element. Yeah, yeah. You, you know when yeah. you
1: squint you do look a little bit like yeah. Bruce Willis too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. That's Tank awesome. top Bermuda sh- you know shirt. I everything. see I could the see that with yards. you. Yeah.
1: It's like you're um it's like you guys have another brother and he was in the one that we were doing. Yes. And uh, and I imagine you probably looked like him back then, right? He he's, he, because he's a pretty handsome dude. I think he's better looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a good looking dude. He's a
0: good looking dude. Um,
1: yeah. so that was the one that, that was the first one that came out where you were like, okay, I'm a I'm a legit like movie guy. I I, I am a legit director.
0: After that, I, I did a short film called Memorial, mm-hmm. and that kind of really kicked things off for me. Okay. Um, we shot it in July of 2001. Okay. And it was about a, a Vietnam vet coming back to the memorial here at the Capitol. Okay. And to, to kind of face his demons. And he happened to, you know, uh, we were talking about costume, and he had a couple different hats, and I was like, oh, the guy came all the way from New York, he had an NYC hat. So he put on this NYC hat, shot it, shot the movie, and then 9-11 happened. Oh, God. Yeah. And that movie ended up playing like 50 film festivals. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shoot. And um, did very well in Chicago, and that opened the door to L.A. for me.
1: Okay. And then, really, your crowning achievement was probably when you directed me.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, It's funny. I was looking at your face today. Were you really? For quite a while. Yeah. I I, I finished the last sound effects. Oh, nice. And it was working on um, your steps... In that one walk and talk down the hotel hallway. Oh yeah, where yeah, you yeah. go for for about a minute and a half monologue <laughs> about hang gliding. Yeah. And, I, uh, with and, your and, dog and, with your dog, which it's it's absolutely hysterical and. And uh, I saved that for the very last scene because I knew that was going to be the hardest. <laughs> <realize> one. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's so funny. We it's so I don't even remember exactly how it happened. I think Reagan came to me and was like, "Hey, my brother's doing a film. Um, uh, do you want to come uh, have a have a, a line in it or something?" Yeah. I think that was how it went yeah. down. And I hadn't even met you yet. <clears throat> I don't think right. Like I, I, no. I hadn't even met Ryan. No. Either. Well,
2: we met at the studio. And oh, that's we did right. Did the introduction that's and right. then. Yeah then after that then
1: we so because just... for a while ryan you were you were teaching acting and, and everything else in a, in yeah. your own studio yeah and i think yeah that's where i met you and then yeah we we talked about this movie you were doing and, and then he's like you want to alarm like do i <laughs> yes <laughs> of course do i need to take my clothes off <laughs> uh <laughs> can i <laughs> um i was working for cbs at the time so i remember i had to go to cbs and say hey i want to do this and they were like yeah that's fine just don't uh don't pull your your junk out or anything, yeah. like that. and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna do that. But I mean, I'm not gonna tell you if they ask me to do it. I'm just gonna
2: do it because I'm a I'm a. I'm an artist. I'm pretty sure you wanted it in your contract that you would pull. Out yeah, your I was like, "Can I show it, please?" You're like, "I just got a botox. Let's go." Yeah, I got some. <laughs> I got some Juvederm in that. I put it in my
1: nuts too. Broke half a pill. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I got. Uh, it's shy. breezy out today. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do. That's the point. Like, if you're actually gonna have to show your hog in a movie, like in I remember all the right moves when when they showed like a side view of Tom Cruise's junk. I don't know why I remember that, but not everybody remembers that. But I saw his wiener in that movie. It was weird. And uh, I kept thinking to myself, damn, if I was doing that, I would have to chub up a little bit, right? I'm like, don't do not do it just yet, right? If don't you're going to do it,
2: you got to jerk Diggler it.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, with a prosthetic. Mart- yeah, yeah. yeah, right. But, and we would have had to because when we were filming, <laughs> we were up in the snow. <laughs> yes. So it would have been all bad, dude. Uh, yeah, I remember we went and so, uh, so then he said, so then you gave me a script, and I'm looking through it, and I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know. I'm never going to be able to memorize any of this crap. Like, I'm, I'm just not good at that. So we, we go out there. Literally, we go start filming in a, in a bar, I think, first. Right? We went to one of the bars, and we started filming there. And I was just making shit up in my head. And then uh, we moved it to, I think, a couple weeks past or something, and then we decided. Then we went up, and we had to do the other scenes. We were up in, uh, what was that? Squaw it's Valley? Squaw Valley, again. yeah. So we. I think you shut down the... the uh,
0: Hotel. hotel down there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, so... So Ryan, who's used to working with, like, Lou Diamond Phillips and Pam Greer and, like, real actors and shit, is trying to explain to me, you know, what he needs from me. And I'm like, okay! <laughs> <laughs> and then I literally do nothing that any of that had any of that... And he, so we're, like, doing this scene where we're walking in. He goes, you got to walk in to the hotel. And I just want you to, like be having a conversation with this girl i'm taking this girl to the hotel she's taking me to the hotel she's gonna like do some naughty things with me and uh it's all part of the story it I'm is probably. part of the yeah, story and it's and a it, big plot point it's <laughs> not it's not a porn <laughs> i think it's, it's probably pg <laughs> ish no uh no okay it's our and so it's our so then i said okay so i just start launching into this bizarre like uh monologue about hang gliding with my dog and she's like looking at me and i think for us i think for a second I, I think i saw her look at you in the corner I'm like what am i doing with this dude and i just start talking and talking and then i i specifically remember she goes off off uh camera and and i'm like i didn't know if you were gonna yell cut So I just kept going, and I heard you go, just keep following him, just keep following him. (laughs) (laughs) Let him do whatever he does. And I just kept wandering around, and I was just acting stupid. It was just, it was like, but it was super fun, man. Like, I... But I, I, I still don't to this day like when you had me come in and do the ADR read, yeah, uh-huh. uh, and that is uh, for the morons in the audience. That's for when you, <laughs> you have to go in and you re-record your lines because when you're on a movie set and you're doing lines a lot of times uh, the audio doesn't get picked up. So is this, is how, isn't isn't not isn't that the reason for it?
0: So so a typical big movie they'll re-record eighty five percent of the dialogue. Mm. So David Fincher yeah does one hundred percent. So on wow. this movie on this movie is first time I've done it where we've re-recorded every single piece of audio. Do you
1: ever feel like when you're doing, like, I always think that uh, if you have to go in and re-record the audio that you lose some of the, um, like, the spontaneity and, and everything of, of the actual scene itself. Do you, does it ever sound like it's, like, contrived because I have to go in there? I mean, I guess if you get a real good actor, they're fine, <laughs> you know?
0: It can hurt. Yeah. yeah, it can hurt the performance for sure. Yeah, that's. Yeah. What, I, I feel yeah. like
1: it would mess up the performance a little yeah. bit, you know. And you can always tell in movies, uh, at least I can, uh, when somebody's done it and it's it's an obvious, you know, um, uh, ADR moment where yeah. they're going there. Um, but so you you had me come in and do the ADR, and I'm and you gave me the you gave me the the uh, script, and you said, "Here's what you said." <laughs> we had to rewrite it. And I had to have one of my girls come in there and, like, transcribe what the hell it is that you said. <laughs> and I'm, like, looking at her. I said, are you sure I said this? And you're, like, I, that's what she deciphered. <laughs> so I, like, have to get in this, this sound booth, and there's a screen right there. And then this, this like, uh, this, this bar, like, goes by, and you have to, like, match it. up. It, it's actually very difficult. Uh, at least it was for me. So I went in there, and I had to, like, re-record the lines. And I was so pissed at myself that I had gone off the script because I didn't understand what I was even saying. I was like, I had to re, re- I had to reread crap that I was like clearly drunk for. So, Did everybody
0: watching. I've shown the movie to, that's one of their favorite scenes. Yeah. Oh really? Oh by for far, far. Yeah. by oh. far. Damn, like, I gotta like, yeah. see that. It's I haven't even seen it's it. Yet. Absolutely hilarious. I have got to see yeah. that. I've
1: only seen the. And I've what's great is I
0: get all the credit for all that stuff that <laughs> yeah. came up with. <laughs> yeah. So That's how you it's do all it. good,
1: man. Uh, you did one. Um, you did one that was filmed up here, uh, that you filmed up here in what Auburn when you uh, did the Placerville. It was
0: Placerville. Yeah. It was he invited? The invited. Yeah. Um, what was that one about? Uh, it's about a uh, couple that come from LA. And they move up here and they buy a house and they find a Ouija board in the attic. Nice, <laughs> nice. And um, yeah, it stars Lou Diamond Phillips and Pam Greer. It's right now exclusively on Tubi.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I got um, just got Tubi. So you can <laughs>
0: you can watch it for free. <clears throat> nice.
1: You man. Know? So it's nice. yeah, well I got it's, the DVD. It's good. So what's yeah. up? yes. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, well, and,
2: and the crazy thing is, is like we had written it and started filming it before all the new Ouija board movies came out <laughs> so Ouija and uh The Conjuring which was actually the original title of the film was The Conjuring. For real? Yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah so so we were <laughs> obviously ahead of the game. Yeah. Uh when we started it. But, you were a writer on it. Uh I worked on the story and yeah. you know me and him had uh went to a movie and uh a horror movie. named Unnamed. We won't name it. We won't name cause it. Because we're nice. But okay. All right. yeah. And uh, after we got out of it, we were just like, this was terrible. Like, we could do this easily. And then, like, kind of. What year um, was it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: trying to see if I if it's the same one I was watching. And I was like, "This sucks." I don't see I never see any. Maybe? Oh, no. Then it wasn't the same yeah. one. Yeah. I never see any horror movies that I didn't like. But I did like The Invited. It, it was. I, I did. It did throw me for a loop a little bit, so I was like, okay, this well, is good.
2: Well, the thing about The Invited is not going to be like a gore fest like Saw or um, it's like not going to have a ton, a ton of jump scares. It's more of a psychological thing, which yeah, is more of way a broader. throwback to Hitchcock and yeah. you know those type of things. What
1: um, was Was Hitchcock a, uh, uh, one of your mentors at all? No, I didn't know
0: him. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't like I'm bowl with him. Old. You didn't
1: bowl with him or anything. No,
2: uh, we hung out. We went, we went, the, went to with parties blunts. with Epstein. You know,
3: we're you know, we're, <laughs>
1: yeah. all, we're all. Oh, done. Don't, Please don't go there. <laughs> yeah, so you know that's coming out there. next. Good job, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I. I, no, I, I didn't think you were, like, uh, playing, uh, you know, Pinochle or anything with them, but, uh, but I did. Uh, we lived – so, you know, back when I was in high school, we, we lived in the Bay Area, and in the summer times, I would work up at this camp in Santa Cruz, and Hitchcock had a house in Scotts Valley. And so – and that was where the camp was. Uh-huh. So we'd be up in the in the mountains of Scotts Valley and uh like at night to scare the piss out of everybody, we'd be like, let's go to Hitchcock's. <laughs> so we would literally go to this abandoned house that has this this um, you know, now it's got like this huge like wrought iron fence around it, but that was Hitchcock's house. And I grew up watching Hitchcock films, and that was uh-huh. the only thing that ever scared me. Like nothing else ever did. Um, because it was so you Know, like, kind of got into your head, yeah. He filmed a lot of stuff here, too. He like filmed in Capitola Bodega Bay when yeah. he did the birds and stuff like that. And then, of course, uh, uh, he was we went <laughs> We went to the uh, uh, Universal Studios yeah. tour and saw the uh, Psycho got- House and stuff yeah. like that. It was pretty, that was pretty, dope. yeah.
0: I uh, I stuck on the back lot at Universal when I was like 21. Oh, yeah, and we. <laughs> We hung out at the Psycho House for I don't know forty five minutes. Oh, really? Just walking around, checking it out. Did you, you jump know? out of the thing and just? <laughs> well, we heard stories that Steven Spielberg snuck on the back lot oh, and okay. set up an office, and we're like, uh, that probably couldn't happen. Uh, uh, yeah. So we we ended, say, yeah. Up, we ended up we up on the back lot. We uh, Schwarzenegger was shooting, I think Jingle All the Way. Okay. Yeah. That was a lousy movie. Um, yeah, but. I don't know what you're saying. That's and a good movie. So we watched, <laughs> you, we watched him shooting, and we're kind of moving around, and then all of a sudden security came, and they're like, what <laughs> are you guys doing? Uh, oh, I, uh, we're kinda lost. oh, we're kind of lost. Oh, are you with uh, Alice Cooper's band? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I am. Yes. So they took us backstage, and we we're hanging out with Alice Cooper for a little while. Oh, that's And, that's, sick. and that went right out the front. What were they yeah. filming with Alice Cooper? Oh, right he was there? he was uh, performing. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. At um, the theater there.
1: When you so when you were growing up, or or when you were like a young um, director in your twenties or whatever, uh, what were some of the what, what were the, what were some of your favorite films over the years that um, were entertained you, but also kind of maybe shaped uh, the way you uh,
0: direct now? I think I think uh, Vertigo. Okay, um, yeah. You know, by Hitchcock, yeah. going back to that. Um, the thing that kind of, I didn't know what a director was. Um, and then 1981, I was uh, seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> 25. <laughs> 25. Yeah. Um, and uh, a movie came out called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. And there was a behind-the-scenes thing on CBS yeah. um, called Great Stuntman and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And um, they yeah. showed a director and how he, their storyboards. And this guy is telling Harrison Ford, what you know, to do? Han Solo, what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this could be yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of when I started to, I think, think about filmmaking that there's somebody behind the story right trying to make it happen. yeah and the the irony of that is my stunt coordinator on the the invited who uh, who knew i loved that movie so much got terry leonard who doubled for harrison ford to come and do a stunt oh nice for the invited so we could hang out for a day and just talk yeah it was great
1: um that i'm glad that thank you billy washington that is a um that was one of my favorite it it, like movies to me were like uh i just i i always would like sit down and just like surround myself with movies all the time and it was i I always wanted to just get taken to a completely different place so hitchcock was big for me uh spielberg was huge Mm -hmm. when when uh because i remember i think it was 80 i think it was 81 when et came out and my whole life changed (laughs) i was like what this is so dope and then uh, you know, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, and um, you know, and then of course I, dating myself, saw the original Star Wars in the theater, yep, so me too. that was crazy yeah. good. Yes. Um, and um, then I saw the original Godfather everything. and stuff like yeah. that. So like you know, Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola, um, uh, uh, John Landis, guys mm, like definitely. that. And then once I got into like junior high. It all changed and it was all about John Hughes all oh. the time. <laughs> it was yes. John Hughes all day, every day. I was so fascinated by him. And the crazy shit is, I got a chance. Um, I don't, it might have, it's probably about maybe nine or 10 years ago now, but uh, Molly Ringwald was coming to town uh, because she was doing, she was promoting some off Broadway play that she was doing probably some piece of shit I wasn't even paying attention to it <laughs> uh, I have no idea and uh, so I think she lives in France anyway so I don't know what the hell is usually way over here but but she um, she was doing this uh, this this small junket where she was gonna be interviewing with maybe three or four people in um, in the entire like Sacramento region uh, so like Marcus Allen was gonna go and be there and, and a couple of the people and um, her manager knew me and picked me. So I was like, this is when I was at 100.5. Okay. So I'm like, oh, shit. I'm going to go see Molly Ringwald. Dude. Oh, this, is, this is the closest I'm ever going to be to John Hughes, right? Like, I, I love Molly Ringwald, but, 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 but if she could just talk about John Hughes for a few minutes. So I go in, and uh, we, we're, we're somewhere downtown in a hotel, and, and the, uh, the manager, uh, her manager comes out, and she says, okay, you're going to come in. <clears throat> We got about seven or eight minutes, and uh, you got all your recording equipment. So, yeah, we're all good to go. Okay, she says, um, we're, we're here to promote this, this uh, off-Broadway show. Here's the notes. Here's this, here's this, here's this, and you can get questions off of that. Do not ask about John Hughes. <laughs> Do not ask about 16 Candles. Do not ask about anything in the 80s at all, uh, or we'll end the interview, oh, wow. and you're going to be asked to leave. And I said, no problem. <laughs> we get in there. And I sit down, and she comes walking in, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Molly fucking Ringwald, man. Like, it looks just like her. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so crazy. And she sits down, and she shakes my hand, and she's like, hi, it's good to meet you. And I said, oh, my God, I'm such a big fan. Um, are we ready to start the interview? Yeah what was it like to work with John Hughes? <laughs> First question out of my mouth. And I look and I was like, I look at the corner of my eye at the, at the manager lady. And she's like shaking her head at me. And to Molly's credit, we did 10 minutes just talking about those Aww, 80s movies, that's man. That's awesome. She gave me insight behind the scenes on breakfast club, Aww. 16 candles, pretty in pink. Yep. And my head was spinning spinning man like i was like no what yeah and um and then she said that that her and john were um super close even to that day and i think this was before john hughes died it's just i can't remember how long ago he died um and uh it, it was super cool man she like she like told me all about it and so so uh it even it like made it even stronger for me and then um uh, i justin can't even be a part
3: of this because he's like <laughs> 22 it's years like old uh, yeah, i remember breakfast club though
1: <laughs> do you remember breakfast club yeah, yeah. Did they didn't remake that did they, they didn't mess no, that up not not yeah yet. oh oh no though they, they spoofed it, it though. Right. Yeah. yeah. um there uh how about uh i'll bring justin in on it remember um did you ever watch back to the future yeah of course you know, that's like a Universal one that people, that no matter what age, they always see. Goodness. So, Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2 and 3. And then if you go to Universal Studios, and you go in the back lot, and literally right there, the Save the Clock Tower, all, yep. it's all right, like like a, like some of the most legendary parts of that movie were filmed yeah, right there mm-hmm. at that town square. And it's just right there at Universal <laughs> Studios. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't fucking... I, so, I get so nerdy about the movies. Okay, so, you said Raiders of the Lost Ark... What What are like what, what would you say like your top three, oh. not necessarily that shaped who you are as a as a director or a writer, but maybe just um, mean the most to you over the years, like the biggest ones in your head?
0: I, I would have to say the Godfather mm-hmm. is probably the most perfect movie maybe ever made. really, really? I've heard that from a couple people, but it's... But then Dances with Wolves is right up there. Oh, that is so good. Yes, and... Um... In Waterworld, right? Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Costner couldn't have just stopped at Dancing with Wolves. No. He had to fuck up everything. <laughs> uh, sometimes when I watch Costner, I wonder how he gets work. Uh,
0: you know, Costner, <laughs> Costner is, one, he's a great guy. I, I, I You know Costner? I, no. Okay. I, but I met him once. Yeah. Um, he... Did a screening of Open Range.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah, and
0: and he ended up doing like almost two hour Q and A afterwards. I oh, mean, shit, he okay. talked about everything from the Bodyguard Part Two, where he was talking about <laughs> offering that to Princess Di, and, oh, and wow. actually got the script uh, the weekend that she died. Oh, wow, and okay. uh, and he never read it, never went back to read it right, or anything. Right, right. But um, yeah, I mean, just. Was so open and honest, and talking about the business, and and his approach as a director, and how he's uh, approaches the work. I mean, he's just awesome. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Back to that. Uh, so, the Godfather easy writer, <clears throat> easy right? Okay, that's a yeah. yeah. That's that's why you laughing? Yeah, right? he laughed. <laughs> <laughs> but when well, I saw that for the first time at nineteen. It blew my mind because I had not seen anything like that. Yeah. Um, Peter Fonda. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Yeah. And
1: Jack Nicholson. Jack, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. 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 I just, God, those are three. Those are. That's like Murder's Road. Dude. Yes.
2: But I just laugh because I know the history of the movie. That's the only reason, like because of Steve. Right. Like, so that's why I laugh. Oh,
1: because, the guy. Yeah. yeah. So you know a guy that was well,
0: it, Steve. Steve knew those guys yeah. and and passed on it to do a film called Chastity with Cher. <laughs> 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 and why? He was Cher's love. Well, and you met you met Steve because yeah, you were in a scene. Yeah, in I the was same in the same him. Yeah, that, we
1: were actually in the same bed together. <laughs> really weird, <laughs> yes. man. Yeah. That's something I won't forget. So,
0: but yeah, he, uh, you know, he he knew those guys when they Damn. were riding Easy Rider, dude. That was I mean, that's, uh, pretty that's a really
1: good movie, though. Uh, that's that's a great movie, Godfather. I mean, you got some good ones, man. Um, I was trying to think, um, I was trying to think when I came up here, because I'm like I can nerd out. I don't even know. It, I don't know if you guys saw the John Favreau where he had type. Uh, what table of five or, yeah. or yes. dinner with five? Or dinner with five. Yep. And they just would have guys from movies and stuff sit around and talk. He did the same thing. He kind of did a similar thing with the Mandalorian, where they did like a behind the scenes, and it was like a, it was like a, a right. table, almost like a table read. Yeah. And they were talking about what happened with the Mandalorian. Talk about a dude who went from the fat kid from Rudy to all of a sudden being like the. I think he's the second most successful, as far as money. Is concerned director of all time or something like that. It might even be up there at number one, like because his movies has have grossed so much money. Yeah. Because he's done like all of the uh,
2: well, Lion King, and then he's done. Um, we did uh Iron Man. Iron
1: Man, yeah. And, and yeah, and hasn't he done some of the other Avenger movies and stuff like that too? I don't even remember that. And then he does Mandalorian, and he just he does such a good job, man. Yeah. He's such a good job. I
2: think he did the first two Iron Mans, and then he, yeah, uh, yeah, handed it off. Yeah, I hope he takes over Lucasfilm.
1: God, I I you know, it, that would be so crazy. Be I heard so the story about Star how Wars. he met Lucas and and then yeah, it would be so good for it to see him do that, man. I love John Favreau. You ever see you saw Chef? Yeah. Such a damn good movie, man. He's such a good movie maker. My I don't wife know. Loves I love that so. movie. Yeah. Um I would I I think the the one the one for me uh, outside of Spielberg is probably going to have to Spielberg's probably going to always be my top guy just because I grew up with mm-hmm. those those like transformative movies that like completely like blew my mind. And even when I was growing up and we went to a million, I went to a million different schools and I was always the new kid and I always had to like fight and everything else. But the one thing that I could always depend on, I could go home and I could put the movies on and it would always be John Hughes or it'd be Steven Spielberg. And it just brought me to this good place. So, so that's always, those are always going to be my favorites. But I think the, the, the movie for me, you guys probably—I don't even know if you'll like it—but Braveheart's the one for me, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's that's great. Top three <laughs> all time. God, it's—it's sure. it's like my favorite movie of all time and the, the, the thing I love about it is I love Mel Gibson right yeah. and then when Mel Gibson did the Jesus movie yep. and everyone was like nah man we ain't doing Jesus movies we don't like Jesus and and he was like come on man he's trying to like secure funding for it and so he finally said screw it I'm just gonna pay for it myself and then it went on to make like a quadrillion dollars yes. so now when you see Mel Gibson no matter where he's at he has so much money and it's cause of that Jesus money yep. cause they should've jumped on board and they mm-hmm. didn't yep. mm-hmm. Um and that's, he's he's probably in my top five favorite uh, oh, yeah. actors of all time. And director, too. Like, w- can you look at other directors and, um, I'm sure you, can you even watch movies and not, like, criticize everything about it? Like, watch it with a critical eye, like a director's eye. You probably can't even do that no, anymore.
0: No, no. And yeah. I ruin it for people around me. <laughs> yeah. know, my, my wife's like, I can't. <laughs>
1: yeah. No. you, it you ruin it. Yeah, you yeah. ruin it. Yeah. Um is there is there what's one that you've watched where you said I could have made that 10 times better? There's so many. Yeah. Watch watch anything on Netflix. Probably the first <laughs> one we
2: watched where we're like we should make a movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you But good. we're not yeah. going to name that. Not going to name that one no, again. Okay. No, no,
1: no. Um yeah, cuz I could I could imagine that if uh, probably
2: probably any of the new Star Wars movies, right? Like, I,
1: I haven't even seen any of the Star Wars. Did you yeah. watch the Mandalorian? Do you like that? I like I the Mandalorian. Watched yeah. I, I watched the. I, I like yeah. the Mandalorian. I like it a lot. It's uh, it, it yeah. is the way. I just no. don't like yeah. Star
2: Wars. Like really uh, at all. That's like, sacrilegious. Bro. Yeah. In my household, yeah. Justin
3: likes yeah. Star Wars. Bro. Yeah, I was I was all about Star Wars. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> like but like Mandalorian, the... Baby Yoda, all the wow. way.
1: But <laughs> Baby Yoda is wow. so yeah. funny. But don't you? But did you watch? The, have
3: you seen the original Star Wars? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I still identify with those way more than them. Oh, good! The What's Empire Strikes Back.
0: Yeah, The Empire Strikes Back is yeah. the best by far. Yeah, and I love that yeah. one. Yeah, uh,
1: I remember them all. I watched them all in the theater, um, and uh, I think and I had a chance to and I interviewed Mark Hamill uh, when I was at one hundred point five as well, and that one was a- as surreal as as. Um, is, uh, you know, dealing with uh, with Molly Ringwald. So, um, all right. Oh, I've been told we're going to take a quick break. So uh, keep it locked in right here. We'll be right back with more Boondock Underground.
0: If you're looking for the biggest prick in the world, you came to the right place. Boondock Underground Uncensored. He's a crazy motherfucker.
1: Just own it, man. It's okay. We all have our thing. Like, I'm afraid of midgets and shit, right? Like, we all you're have our thing. afraid of midgets? Yeah.
2: Yeah, wait, like... Wait, like, no, like... If a midget walked in here right now,
1: I'd be terrified. Yeah. And you want to know what's crazy?
2: Oh my, you're just like John Stamos.
1: (laughs) Is it? not?
3: Stamos does the same thing. Petrified of midgets.
1: Well, they're scary as fuck.
3: My friend Brad, midget comedian. I know Brad. Brad Williams. Yeah, I know Brad. Yeah. yeah I, Are you I, scared of Brad?
1: Uh, yes. I am. Yes, because he's frightening looking with his big fucking <laughs> he's head. He is
3: not. He's so When his little call. fucking
1: sausage fingers and shit. No, listen I can't to me. believe
3: you know Brad.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know him probably as well as you do, but I did do a show that he was on and he came onto my radio show. Yeah, he's a nice guy. But here's the and thing. And he just
3: like hops up on his chair. <laughs> yeah, he jumps
0: up with his big fucking head. Boondock Underground with the world famous Boondock and the Boondock crew. It's time for the most dangerous men in America. It's time for Boondock Underground. Oh. Doing this again.
1: Uh, so we were talking during the break. <laughs> and I didn't know this, but uh, Ryan. And, and we're, we'll I'll get everybody clued in again. We got uh, Ryan and Reagan McKinney. Uh, Ryan is a, a movie producer and a director and a filmmaker and has been doing it since, would you say, 99 now?
0: Yeah, 90, 98. God dang.
3: That was yeah. the year I was born.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: I
3: see yeah.
2: graduated high school. <laughs>
1: and, really? Yeah. Oh, shit.
2: 98.
1: I graduated in 90, son. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> so, Newark Memorial Cougars, bitch! Oh God! Um, and then, and then also joining us on the show is my man Justin, who's who's. Uh, we're going to talk in a couple of minutes about some stuff that Justin's doing. And I met him at the gym. Uh, we were in the locker room uh, in the shower together, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I'd really like to see you again. And I'm like, come to the show, bro. Uh, no, that's not true. Not entirely true. Uh, <laughs> we were in the massage chair over there at, uh, <laughs> you know, the massage chair. Uh, this is a true story at Crunch Fitness in Folsom. Um, I was feeling, um, I had just gotten off of doing, we, were, I, I, we had just got through recording um, some extra stuff and it was in the daytime and I had the day off from my day job, uh, which is male prostitution. And I, I went over to crunch and I was, and I had gotten all the, and I was feeling, I had, I had a couple of drinks, so I was feeling a little bit, you know, awkward and shit. So I'm doing my workout and I have, I have the top tier, uh, membership there at crunch. Um, uh, it's 30 bucks. And, uh, <laughs> And I can get those chair massages. And I told the lady, I said, I need to get one of them chair massages. I've never had one before. She goes, oh, do you know how to do it? And I said, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, she's like, okay, I'll set it up for you. And I went in there, and it's one of those ones that you kind of lay back. And I laid on my stomach <laughs> because it shoots water up. <laughs> and she's, like, looking. I could see her, and all of them are looking at me. And they're like, sir. And I'm like, don't bother me. Don't bother me. And the thing's shooting up on my nuts. Oh my God, it was so good, dude. I wish I would have had a microphone. But uh that's probably one of the reasons why they always harass me about the mask, <laughs> man. They're like, dude, get that weirdo out of here, man. Um <clears throat> we were talking in the break um about uh your connection with John Hughes. And uh and I had mentioned that, you know, like John Hughes is like one of my he's uh for me, uh probably my he's probably one of the guys on my Mount Rushmore of, of movie directors. Uh, it would probably be him and it would be Spielberg and it would be Landis. And, um, I, I don't know after that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the three of the four. I don't yes. want to. D- I'm always afraid to give the four spot out in case I miss somebody that I forgot,
0: you know. <laughs> um, so what, what was your connection with John Hughes? So uh, I was in college okay. and I got an acting gig, a working background on Flubber. And John Hughes wrote that. I remember starred, that. I remember starred that. Robin Williams. And I was on that for about three months. Golly, man. Yeah, and I got to watch Robin Williams' work every single day for three months. what was that like, man?
1: Did you get a chance to talk
0: to him? Uh, We did. Uh, My second day, well, first day on set, I uh, got out of holding, which is a no-no. You know, you don't come out of where the background is, you don't come out. But I had heard, um, well, Robin Williams' is acting, and uh, the DP on that was um, the same DP that shot Jurassic Park. Okay. So yeah. I was like, I am going to get on that set, and I am going to watch these guys work. So It's director
1: I, of photography. Director of not photography. Not double penetration, which yeah. I know some people are thinking. <laughs> I know some people are thinking that because I, when you said it, I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. Director so so,
0: so D, Dean Cundy was the DP on that, and I, I got out of holding, and I worked my way back, and I was about 10 feet behind the camera. Oh man. And watching them work. And nobody said a word to me the whole day. <laughs> I just sat there and I watched Robin work and he would he would it, w- it was genius. He he would crack jokes and Perfect. and it was just like watching him do improv or stand-up yeah. on the fly. And then you would hear background action, which is what the AD would say, and you could just see the focus just snap in. Yep. And he would be right there and he would start X-rated on a take (laughs) and just work his way down to PG. Wow. And it was genius. So the next day they call me out of holding and they're like, we're going to put you in a scene. Oh, we're going to have you walk behind Robin. So we're doing this scene and, and it was simple. He walks up to Marsha Gay Harden and they're going to have a conversation. And, I'm walking behind Robin and we do a couple takes and then um, they call cut. Robin walks back. We go back to the first position and Robin goes, So, how am I doing? Oh, no. (laughs) Wow. And I go, You're doing great, Mr. Williams. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. He's (laughs) like, Well, I saw you watching me yesterday behind the camera. Oh, wow. I was like, Yeah, yeah. You know, because you're not supposed to talk to stars. That's the rule unless they talk to you. Right. And so we end up talking about. Everything from his drug use to the night Belushi died. I mean, we just had this, like, crazy conversation the whole day. And from that point on, he would come over to me and say, Everybody treating you okay, Ryan? Wow. Everything okay? Damn. You just let me know. I mean, he was so gracious what a true movie star should be like. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've had experiences with other uh, and I won't say. <laughs> sure, um, yeah, that yeah. are complete a-holes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but Robin had every reason to be that way. Yeah. And, and could have done that. Biggest and star in he the world for years. So gracious and wonderful and funny. And then I think like two months in, there's a scene in the movie where uh, we're, we were outside uh, the, the stadium after they win the game. Right. And it's because of Flubber. And so he's talking to Chris McDonald, the Marsha Gay Harden, and talking about, um, you know, that Flubber won this thing. And then he turns around and he walks away and he bumps into me. Oh, wow. and we And we had like a little improv and it was like, like a two year old improvising with Mike Tyson, <laughs> you know, it was just awful. I was horrible, and of course that scene ended up on the county room floor. And of course, did not, yeah. did not end up in the movie. But oh, that's dude. I, it was one of my complete joys. I can't in this even business. imagine.
1: I can I, I've never had a chance to. Um, I, I've never had a chance to interview Robin, but I did go to Cobbs comedy store in San Francisco once and we were watching this is years and years and years and years ago like 15 20 years ago maybe and uh, we were I can't even remember who the comedian was but at, but before it was over the guy gets done the headliner gets done and they said hey we got one more surprise for you real quick and Robin Williams came out oh, and, oh, and did wow, like an wow. hour and a half Probably didn't have a single thing scripted. No. Just did like an hour and a half, and then he sat and like talked with everybody afterwards and met with everybody and took pictures. You know, because you go Reagan, you go to a lot of comedy yeah. shows and you get to meet those guys sometimes. Yep. But this dude is literally, literally, probably for thirty-five years or so, the biggest, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And for him to be to act like that, it's pretty amazing. We go to the um, every time we go to San Francisco. Me and my daughter always make sure we we. Uh, Uh, stop by and take a picture in front of the Mrs. Doubtfire house (laughs) and and they all and if you look at it usually during the week sometimes they clean them up and take them out but usually there's these rocks that have been written you know Mm, uh, um, R.I.P. Robin Williams and and, um, people will put pictures out there and stuff and the funny thing about that movie is I mean they filmed it right there Robin was from San Francisco uh, but they actually filmed inside the the house as well which they don't do a lot right because if you go to the Full House house yeah it was the outside yeah. but the inside was in la mm-hmm. so it was uh so it was kind of cool um to 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 kind of see that but yeah robin was like one of the he was like amazing is a genius yeah it, it, people didn't really get it like when mork and mindy and stuff came out they just kind of like oh he's super funny and stuff but over the years for him to also be able to switch gears and then win an oscar for for a serious role uh, in Goodwill Hunting, yes. like and God, was he good? And he then, was and, so good. and then, um, uh, Dead Poets Society and yep. stuff. Come on, man! Like he was so versatile. But I, I heard that he had he went to Juilliard. I, I think yes. yeah. so. I mean, yeah. it kind of makes
0: sense. Christopher either. Reeve was his roommate.
1: Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't that's know Christopher Reeve did yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Ah, oh, poor Christopher Reeve, man. Yeah. Damn, dude, you I'd be go yeah. from Superman that's what, to it, handyman. It, yeah, that, that sucks. But bro. that's the thing. Like Robin was with him. Yeah. all the way to the end. Was like, he really? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were very close.
1: I feel bad for uh, Rob uh, for uh, Christopher Reeves' kids because Christopher Reeves passed, and then and then the mom passed. Yes. You know, so like he was man, it was such a tragic. I'm yeah. oh, gonna bring the show back up real quick. <laughs> uh, uh, Justin, you had some questions that you wanted to ask the guys real quick.
3: Yeah, yeah. My first one definitely would be. I mean, Good Will Hunting is actually my favorite movie. If I were to just pick one ever. Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
1: That's not a bad one, man. You know who wrote that one. You know who wrote that one, right?
3: No. Well.
2: Not Ben and Matt. <laughs>
3: I thought it was. Oh, that was Ryan and Reagan. I, no,
2: no, that, no. I,
1: that's where we're. Ben. Ben is on the on the credits as writing, but he's a moron. I know that he didn't write that. Uh, no, no. I mean, the only one that's the true the true talent in that family was Matt Damon, anyway. But I don't even know if he wrote that thing. So, uh, but but uh, at least he's the at least he's the real actor. Yeah. Ben is so bad; it's hard to watch him do anything. Like he's such a bad actor. Did you see him in Boiler Room? Oh, oh, my God. Dude, he's so bad. Or, or, or uh, was, the, was Mallrats? He's yeah, so Mallrats. bad.
0: Yes. Pearl Harbor. Uh, Pearl Harbor. Oh, no, he's, oh. He sucks. Oh.
1: He ruins every movie there is. Reindeer Games? Come on, man. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even bother with those. There was a time <laughs> when I refused to see anything with him in it because I didn't want to waste my money and time. <laughs> the only thing he's ever done that he didn't suck absolutely in it was The Town. Yes. <laughs> you know? and I think yes. he directed that he did yeah, and he was actually a good actor it's, in it it's, it's a great movie <laughs> it is a really. great movie yes. The Town, yes. go check that yeah. out the best scene in that movie when he, when he comes rolling into the uh, when uh, he busts in and Jeremy Renner's sitting yeah. there and he's like I need you to do something we're gonna go, we're gonna hurt some people I'm gonna. we're gonna fucking hurt someone and you can never ask me about it again and Renner's like looking at him he's like whose car we fucking take (laughs) (laughs) such a good fucking movie. I'm sorry, dude. I stole you. No worries. I jumped all all in your thunder. Well, I mean,
3: (laughs) I, I think my first question for you guys, for both of you actually would be who was your first mentor, especially being in the industry that you guys are in. Mentors are really a key part of maybe getting a key role, a key place, or being there at a key time.
0: I, I would say for me, it was Cliff Osmond. Um, I think up and you know I I had other mentors along the way in theater or or business, but I think for me, Cliff, uh, really, um, I was coming out of college. I had done uh, Memorial, a short uh-huh. film, yep. mm-hmm. and and that kind of got things going. And I met Cliff at about that same time, and he kind of, uh, I'll talk about Cliff. Cliff was. Um, an amazing acting coach, uh, but he had started out as an actor, um, and his claim to fame—he did, I think, thirty movies and maybe two hundred guest spots. Don't hold me to that. Wow. I, I, I tend to exaggerate numbers, but it was a lot. <laughs> me but, too. But you know, seven he, eight inches yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is what it his, is. His yeah. his first um, acting gig was the Twilight Zone. The original, like the original? The wow. original Twilight Zone. Oh, man, Zone. it's so good. And uh, then Billy Wilder, uh, the great yeah. writer, director, um, cast him and put him in a bunch of his projects. Nice. And so Cliff kind of took me under his wing, and I was his acting assistant. So I would, I'd go to his acting studio three nights a week and help him. Wow. That's incredible. And, and get to watch him work. And we would talk, we'd spend hours and then we up writing some screenplays together. Um, and Cliff just had a huge impact on my life. I, I, I would not have been where I am today had I not met him. Hmm. Okay. You know, and then uh, David Justice, who produced The Invited, um, w- was a business mentor. And he helped me put together the financing for that movie. And that opened up huge doors. And um, so those two men had a huge impact on my life. I dig it. Yeah. How about Did you,
1: Yeah.
2: Me, is just my brother, man. Oh. Like, you know I, mean? oh. I know. Oh, I know. I, I took the cheap route. But, no, that's uh, <laughs> good. You know what's I mean, crazy,
1: bro, is you say that, and some people might think you're kidding around, but I know you well. You're like like a brother, and that's true. It's you're, you're 100% like, true. Yeah.
2: Um, like, I mean, I've been working on his movie since, since I was like eight years old. Oh, you know, shit. like, I mean, legit with... Q cards with Spanish on it, reading it because I don't know Spanish. <laughs> to this day, I don't know Spanish. You know, um, so I mean, everything. I, I know a little Spaniard
1: coming out here. <laughs> She's coming out here in a few minutes, right. so um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, keep no, it.
2: it's just I mean, everything I've learned's been from him, and just you know, he's he's the smartest person I know. He's the hardest working person I know. Uh, he's the most humble person. It's uh, got. He's just amazing, and to get to spend my life with him is just a blessing in itself. Jesus, you know, man. I know, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I mean, everything well, that. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna end the show. Fuck you! Right. <laughs>
1: uh, I know you mean that because I've I, we've had conversations, and that is true. I will say that about. Uh, if you meet people in the in the entertainment industry, um, you've got people that really love to be in the entertainment industry because they they're narcissistic and they really love people looking at them and and patting them on the back. But Ryan's one of those dudes who just loves movie making, yep. loves movies, such a humble dude. Oh, Doesn't I remember <laughs> well, we were on <laughs> we were on the set we were on the set of the movie that we're going to talk about here in a second because. Um, I didn't even know what the name of the movie was when we were making it. But um, we were on the set, and I, I started, uh, you know, I, when I when I get going, I cuss a lot. And so Reagan pulls me aside. He goes, hey, man, you know, my brother doesn't really like a lot of cussing. <laughs> he was like, you might want to dial the cussing down a little bit. And I'm like, what? He's a movie director. And he was like, yeah, but that's just not really his, you know, he, that's not really his thing. So I, I was trying my hardest to try and dial it back, man, because I was like, because not a lot of people are like you. You're just a very genuine Thank dude, you. man. Thank and, you. and like, I even asked you when he came in and he wants something to drink. He's like, "Yeah, give me a Coke." I'm like, "We've literally got every liquor there is." And he's like, "Yeah, give me a Coke," uh, which we have to switch to Pepsi because Coke is racist. But but uh, he didn't know, so we're, we're gonna let him slide on that. Um, before we get to the end part where we talk about the the movie that that we did and that is gonna be released, I, I want to talk uh, to you, Justin. So you came in because uh, I met you and you're you're doing like uh, podcasting and stuff like that. You say you finished up college? You went to college?
3: Yeah, yeah. I actually graduated during the pandemic. So I nice. wasn't really able wow. to walk or anything like that. Oh, dude, Appreciate that
1: sucks, it. man. I'm sorry, brother.
3: No, it's okay. Yeah. Um, you get closure in different ways yeah. over time. Um, yeah. I was fortunate enough to get a full-time job right out of college too. So I can't even say I'm a recent grad anymore. I have to say I'm one year as a working professional. There you go,
1: brother. So, yeah. so
3: it definitely becomes different, but... I don't really define myself based on a job because then you kind of start to identify it. It becomes what you surround yourself with. Yeah, I try yeah, and identify sure. with like the characteristics or, you know, your passion, right? Because your passion is for yourself and your purpose is for others. Nice. So I enjoy what I do at my job. As like Tony like Robbins just walked in. <laughs> He's actually yeah. one of my biggest role models. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Right. I like Tony Robbins. But right? um, he yes, a
3: lot, he, he does. <laughs>
1: yeah. I kind of dig that though. Like, did you ever see I'm not your guru or whatever it is?
3: Did you yep. see that? Yeah, oh, that's a good one, dude. He cusses
1: a lot. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I got a demented sense. So. Uh, so go ahead.
3: I'm sorry. But yeah, no. It's it's just perfect because even Zig Ziglar said it best. He said, "You can work full time at your job and part time on your fortune." So for me, I was very fortunate enough when I was a junior in college to be able to speak to a group of college kids nice. that were just coming in, the junior transfers or the freshmen. And I remember getting up there, it was a crowd of 250 people, the most mm-hmm. I've ever spoken in front of is about 1,500, just nice. middle schoolers and high nice, schoolers, buddy. but yeah. the whole point is just to be able to share your story. I yeah, think yeah. that people think that motivation is that's everything awesome. nowadays, when motivation is kind of garbage, it's what, what activates you in life. So mm-hmm. I want to be an activator, I want to be a storyteller. That's nice, why man. you host the podcast, even the same thing with movies mm-hmm. nowadays, you're really big on just sharing a story. So that's really what I'm here trying you, to do
1: you could uh, put justin in your next movie yeah, I know. uh plus he's he's kind of built and stuff you could maybe make him like uh what nationality are you
3: oh i'm actually half south korean half irish
1: oh wow. oh yeah yeah i'm all, i'm 100 irish probably couldn't tell uh so um you could make him the first half south korean half Irish. uh like uh, uh i don't know Remember when? Remember when Bruce Willis was in Die Hard and like, don't never. He yeah, can't. Yeah, he no. can't be in Die Hard, man. He can't be a. Uh, he can't be a superhero. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Die Hard is one of the greatest movies ever. Go fuck it yourself. Is. So but right? we got to make him. We'll make him the next. uh, The next superstar, the South Korean and Irish <laughs> superstar. I love it. Um. Well, man, we're glad that you came out,
3: man. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, and, I really appreciate the opportunity. i yeah, will always yes, learn. I'm even taking notes as we're. I know. Not I noticed that. Too, I'm like, that's so. yeah, like
1: school. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um. That's cool. Well, you can you can come anytime, and uh, we always have uh, cool guests and stuff like that. But like this, this this group of people right here are like not just uh, guests, and they're like they're like people that I love, people that are like my family. So I'm super glad you guys are here, man. Let's let's wrap it up and talk about. Um, let's talk about the the movie that, that, that you let me have a part of. <laughs> um, how did that How did that even come about? Uh, the 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 concept of the movie. What was the deal with that?
0: Well, I was in a bad car accident, and ended up. That's not funny. I know it's not funny. It's not a good story. But was, <laughs> in, but was in rehab for for about a year, a little over a year. Okay, and ended up having a little small thing with PTSD, and ended up in a PTSD group, and I started hearing stories uh, from different people. And realize I'm not that messed up. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, but that spurred this idea of a film. And I was talking, one of my last conversations with Cliff before he died was, was he said, you got to get back on the ladder. You know, you, you, you got to get back up there and climb up and see if you make a, another movie. You don't even know if you can hold a camera or, or work the hours. Man. And so, um, and then he passed away. Yeah. And um, about uh, six weeks after he died, I called up Rhett, my brother, mm-hmm. and I called up Megan Bird, who um, Megan is, was taking acting classes with me. I said, I got this idea for a movie. Let's start next week. <laughs> nice, nice. And they both said, okay. So I wrote the first 10 pages and we were on set the next week. Oh wow! Okay, shooting. So I was writing it as I was shooting. Yeah. Wow, which I will never <laughs> ever do again because it's probably cost me years. Because it's taken yeah. me a while to get this done. Because yeah. going back to it, what what fires me up is story, and and telling stories that grip people. You know, it can be humorous or whatever. Um, mm. You know, it can be action, can be dramatic, whatever. But it's like finding that story, cracking that story, and that's what, for me, is what it's all about. And hopefully, somebody will see this movie, and maybe it'll change their life. It's about a uh, a vet from Iraq who um, is going through PTSD, and she meets a guy. Yeah. And... It things don't go as we expect. Yeah. Well, that's good. And and uh, and you come in near <laughs> near the end of the movie, take, and it's take a advantage huge, of <laughs> huge plot point. Uh, and uh, and it's um I think it is for me uh, the journey of making the film has been very personal. Yeah. It's probably the most personal thing I've ever written. Yeah. There's a lot of me in this movie. And I just can't wait for people to see it. And the name is American Forgotten. Okay, American
1: Forgotten. Okay, I like it. I like it. So, I like it. so, so now yeah. I can tell people when they say. And then my daughter, she knew when when my daughter was quite small. When uh, not, I don't know. How long ago we start this thing? Oh, <laughs> a while ago. Seven. Seven years ago. Yeah. So we, I remember telling her about it, and she was like. You know super into it and stuff and then she keeps like hey did that thing ever come out or what's what, what's happening with it and my daughter's gonna be a sophomore in high school now yeah, I know. <laughs> you know so um i said yeah yeah no we're, we'll get it we'll get it going so that's cool it's good to know that yeah. it's gonna be happening my daughter was
0: <laughs> two when i started it now she's yeah. nine so you know but we're down i mean it's yeah. it's it's <laughs> finally reaching the end and yeah. it's a beautiful film it looks yeah. gorgeous oh and man see, i cannot I wait, wait for people to it's, see it it's so good it's good i think i've got maybe two more months worth of work on nice but yeah nice. we're coming in the end
1: and um and i uh I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity man it was fun like we went in there and um and I just was like, I, I had done, I had done similar to, to like maybe what you did on Flubber where I was, I was in, in junior high, I took theater high school, I took theater. And then when I was in, when I was in junior high, they took our theater class and um, they took like five or six of us and we got to do like some Behind the scenes, extra work, well, kind of like background work on a movie called *The Amer- uh, American Anthem* with uh, Mitch Gaylord and uh, <laughs> Janet Jones, and <laughs> and uh, and then we did. Um, I had, um, I had like two lines that. Uh, must have gotten cut out because I never saw them. But I did see me in a movie called Breast Men with... Uh, <laughs> I love that. Schwimmer. Uh, with David Schwimmer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm only in, like, I'm in one... I'm, I'm sitting in his office uh, on one scene. I'm, like, sitting in the office. with It's, it's about the two guys who created the breast implants. Yeah. And I'm okay. sitting in... The, and it's, like, early 80s. And I'm sitting in the office... Um, And um, I come in with one of the girls who, I I come in like the boyfriend of one of the girls is going to get breast implants, one of the very first ones. And I say something to Schwimmer, don't, you know, don't fuck this up or something like that. (laughs) And he just kind of looks at me like that, you know, and then, uh, and and then the other one was at the end of the movie. Did you, you saw it?
2: I've seen it. It's been a while, but yeah. Yeah, At the
1: end of the movie, David Schwimmer is like on the phone in his Corvette. And he's in and, and um, he looks at these girls walking across the street and he's like smiling at him. He goes into a uh, an intersection and gets careened into by a dump truck <laughs> and it flips the car over and I'm one of the first guys that runs up oh, nice. and checks on him as my claim to fame.
2: I'm now and, go, uh, I got to watch it again now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was all we, we filmed it in uh, in San Pedro and um, and Long Beach. And um, so I, I've done little things. And then I did um some commercials. But I never got a chance to like where I was like really responsible for any sort of lines. Right? Yeah. So I was like, shit, man. And um and then but you were like super uh you made it super comfy. I always thought that some of the guys like Sandler and some of these guys who who have a lot of their buddies in the movies, mm-hmm. um like I think that it if you have somebody that where the director and the people that are making the movie are are, are um You know, they're just like they're they're good people and they're they're making you feel calm and everything else. I feel like a better performance can come out. So I I I I apologize for not sticking to the script at all. (laughs) But I uh but I tried I at least felt comfortable enough to kinda do and say whatever. Um my Uh, favorite part.
0: And I like to use the same actors in projects because A lot of directors where, do yeah, that. Yeah, it's very easy. We have a shorthand. You know, Bill Van Nolen, who who just passed away, who's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, your co-star. Uh, this will, was his last movie. and um, Was that the doctor? Uh, no, he, he played the cop. The cop, uh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, her, uh, her partner. Yeah. Um, Bill has been in every single one of my films, with the exception of one, since 1998. Oh, wow. So, we, you know, it's a lot of movies over the years. It's going to be weird to be on a set the next time without Bill. You know, but he... You Know and and that's because we see things eye to eye, you know, yeah. and, we, and you work with people, and and you know, it's fun, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, when it's oh, fun. I get to work with Keith today, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> when I'm it's fun, off, it's you know? like
1: uh, you I think you get better performances, you know. I don't yeah. know, I, I just for myself, I if I had somebody who was. Like uh, I had heard that when you do Coen Brother films, like if you deviate from the uh, script at all, it's a no no. Like they don't mess around with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. like uh, Coen Brothers expect you to do the lines verbatim. I would never have made it on that yeah. <laughs> because I just can't. I just don't have the ability. I'm not. I'm not an actor type i'm not a good actor like so it's uh for me it was lucky you let me be funny and stuff like that um like when i'm walking through the hall and i steal the the <laughs> champagne, <laughs> the <sand of> champagne. <laughs> uh, like those those are things that that i i think if uh people that were a little you know more of a, a paint in the ass or somebody who was like a really a stickler for things probably would have been like no don't do that uh and leave set you know <laughs> but you allowed me to do all that so
0: i i appreciate that no huh? i think you know it yeah, as long as it serves story, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, you know, and that's what I love is is if I hire you, you know, there's a famous story about Pacino and, and The Godfather. I always come back to this is he comes up to Francis and says, "I could play the scene this way, I could play the scene this way, I could play the scene this way," and Francis said, "Okay, play it the way I hired you. <laughs> yeah, play it the way you think. Yeah, play that. I get. I, that. I hired you." So if you're gonna bring something to that character mm-hmm. that I didn't even think, I mean, I just wrote a skeleton for this guy, mm-hmm. had an idea. Mm-hmm. Meeting you once, I was yeah. like, okay, this could be fun putting him into this situation. Yeah. And and you, I hate to say it, but you you know I I can't say it. I think I think you're you stole that section in the movie.
1: Hey, you heard that? Nice. So 100%. I'll make sure everybody, uh, make sure everybody listens. That. <laughs> Open the door real quick. Open it up and shout <laughs> it out.
0: i gonna uh, shout uh, it to the, the other. Act, Hills group. Uh, all but, the other actors will be like, Ryan, really? Uh, <laughs> uh, what
2: about me? No, said the but, same thing yeah. to me, <laughs> but, that, but that's exactly how Pam Greer was when she came in for the invited. Like she had all these ideas about her character. You know, she like wanted to draw a watch on her wrist and like be super kooky and stuff. And, and like, he was so receptive to that. And I yeah. think an actor, when they can kind of be creative, because that's their job is yeah, to be that's creative. Yeah, what they do. Yeah. And when a director allows them to do that and have that kind of freedom, it totally unlocks a whole new level that they can go to as a performer. I could, I
0: could have wrote a whole new movie. Off of the stuff Pam gave yeah. me. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah it's just oh, wow. insane. Yeah. And, the and, amount of work she did in creating that character. It was like stuff I couldn't even imagine yeah. writing. Huh. she brought to
1: that. And
2: she did like two days. Yeah. You know?
1: Lou Diamond Phillips, I had him on the show when I was at uh, when I was at the zone and he uh he was like super like sweet like I, I nerded out with him a little bit on stand uh stand and deliver. Yeah. And, okay. and I was trying and we were doing lines and I, I was like, Hey, hey, um oftentimes I was doing the morning show over at one hundred point five and I remember oftentimes I would come drunk in a <laughs> From, from like the night before. And I, I remember this specific one. I was, I was a little bit lit from the night before. And because I had to host all the clubs too, man. Yeah. You can't have me do all that stuff and do a show. Right. So, like, I, I, I remember having him on the show and he was sitting there and we were talking about uh, this new film that he was doing. And, and he was passing through Sacramento. That's why he was there. And I, I started doing lines from Stand and Deliver. And I looked at him and I thought he was going to be like, bro, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? And instead, he was like, you know what my favorite one is? Hey, I put the body and he's decomposing in my locker. <laughs> right. Like he, like he, like was doing lines back and forth with me. Like you were saying, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah he's he was super cool. cool. He must have yeah. been
0: a fun guy to work with as well, huh? Yeah. If you ever meet yeah. him again, ask him to do Neil
2: Diamond. Yeah. Oh,
0: is he do Neil? Yeah. Oh, it's hysterical. Uh, diamond
2: doing diamond. Yeah. <laughs> I got
0: I got him to do it. We were late at night. We had uh, uh, you know three hundred extras, and oh, wow. and we're at three in the morning. I'm like, would you get up and do? Some Neil Diamond for these guys, <laughs> and he jumped up there and did it, and it, it, hysterical. Oh man, yeah. I would have loved yeah. to see. So, that.
2: And, yeah. and the coolest thing about Lou was is you, you never had to reintroduce yourself. Yeah, like oh, you just once, was. and he knew who you were. Like, because like one of my best friends, he's like a brother. He's been working with us ever since Memorial, uh, buddy Jeff. Uh, he was a PA on the invited and like he introduced his family to him and Lou was like, yeah, I know Jeff, Jeff's awesome. And like totally built him up in front of his family, which is like a huge thing for someone who's, you know, just PA and, you know, to have a star of that caliber, you know, to say that to your family when he doesn't have to. Yeah. is just such an, it, I think it speaks to his character. Lou's a great dude, man. Yeah.
1: Like, he was super nice to us, and, and we, and, 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 you know, when uh, he was there, for, he stayed for like an hour, and uh, somebody came in, and, they, and they, they brought us breakfast and stuff, and he was eating breakfast, and I was literally sitting there talking to him about Young Guns, And I'm like having this conversation about young guns with fucking Lou Diamond Phillips, man. And it's like, dude, I am in the most surreal life right now, dude. It was kind of like years ago when I kind of when I first started in radio, um, I had a chance to sit down and have a discussion. Uh, I can't even remember why he was there. He was doing some sort of theater thing. It was Gene Wilder. And, oh, uh, man. and he, he, he did, he was the same way. Like we were, I was supposed to get like 15 minutes with him and, and he kept saying, Oh man, just, no, I love we Got, we got donuts here and <laughs> stuff. Just hang out and stuff. And it, we were at some, it was at like the Hyatt or something like that. And, um, I, uh, I grew up with, uh, you know, with like stir crazy and hear no evil, see no evil, all yeah. these, like all these funny ones he yeah. did. But, but one of the most brilliant, Acting jobs I've ever seen in my life uh, is when he played Willy Wonka. Oh like, yeah! I mean, come on, man! Yeah. And like, so like when I was like doing the interview with them, uh, the whole time I just kept, I just, I was just fascinated by. It. I mean, at that point, he he was old, yeah. and um, I don't I don't remember hundred percent if he if he was had onset of d- dementia or something, but he was, he was, you know, he was uh, he was out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but to sit there and and have a discussion with them. Uh, with the guy who was who was Willy Wonka man was like just huge for me so i imagine that's probably uh you know, I don't know. That's something I'm never going to forget. So, uh, it's kind of like the first time I met uh, Ryan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So, listen, everybody, go out there. Uh, you said Tubi. You can check out um, the Invited on the invited? Tubi
0: yeah. right now. Yeah, it's Tubi's exclusive. fun. Yeah. yeah,
1: you can get some movies on there. So, check out the Invited. Go check out that. You'll see it's in uh, Jacoby Shadix. Yeah, from Jacoby, uh, uh, from uh, Papa Roach is in that movie yeah. as well. Um, and then listen when American Forgotten comes out. I'll be the first one to <laughs> shove it down your throat. I promise you. Uh, Reagan McKinney, Ryan McKinney, and my man Justin. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, remember, you can check us out Spotify, iTunes, Boondock Underground. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. I appreciate you guys so much, appreciate man. You, Thanks brother. for having me, all all right, man. brother. And make sure you get the downloads on, and uh, make sure you subscribe as well. Everything's free. You can listen to the shows; it's all free. But uh, go check us out, and we'll see you next time. Get yours and now get mine. You get yours and I get mine. Hold up, hold up. One time for the DJ.